Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is your host, Sophia Renea Morales, and today we are going to explore how you move from lost and in pain to knowing who you truly are deep inside of yourself. My guest today is Kavita Taluja, and she was formed out of her tormented past. At the age of 17, she was stabbed six times in the neck because she said no to a guy. She was slut-shamed and blamed for bringing that upon herself. She lived with dysfunctional in-laws and a toxic father-in-law. Despite severe depression and alcoholic addiction, she kept up the perfect front. She finally began healing in Shiv Yoga Foundation and developed as a project manager. She has a unique style of storytelling infused with practical wisdom and humor. She makes the complicated concepts of human psychology, the mysteries of the universe, easy to understand and apply to our lives. Under Shiv Yoga, she learned powerful kundalini, the yoga of immortals, seven different modalities of meditation, and RTT, rapid transformation therapist. Her clients have experienced radical phenomenal transformations, and her mission is to serve as the voice for inner health, to change the way we view and treat traumas and our inner selves. Inner health is the driver, the indicator of outer health, wealth, success, and abundance, and she is here to help the planet gain mastery over their inner world. How I'm so happy to have you with me, Kavita. Thank you so much, Sophia. Thank you for having me over. I love being here. Love talking to you. <laughs> so uh, flesh out your story a little bit more for us. What what went on with that that early attack? What what were tell us the story? <laughs> uh, well, I was uh, I think I was seventeen ish around that age and. Uh, this guy in my class and he was my classmate and you know obviously I knew him and I trusted him and and he just asked me one day I mean he was following me for months and asking them say yes to me and all of that and and all that attention is always nice when you get it that I would leave and he would put roses where my Indian little scooter was I used to go for my tuitions (laughs) and and all that pampering feels good in the beginning right but but then there was very odd things that he would do and he would get suddenly very angry and weird and I was like this isn't right and Indian culture also I don't think and I knew my parents are not going to really allow me to have a relationship and things like that and I was more focused into being you know because I was the valedictorian the dance the drama the debate champion and the school uh, student leaders I was so focused on those things and over the months it, it started getting too much for me overwhelming and I said stop it and I really said no that enough is enough and I was angry and I said that so one evening I was just going for one of my tuitions as usual and it was dark by then around seven ish and so he asked me hey I really want to apologize for my previous behavior and all that can we talk can we go to the side street because obviously in India people see 
to a young girl and a boy and the stories uh, and stories were already getting made because mm-hmm. a lot of people had seen me with this guy and they're already saying that things are going bad with her and all that so i went to the side i said okay so while i'm parked the scooter with both my legs like i'm holding it literally so he's mm-hmm. on my left side and he comes with his friend who's and i his friend starts to talk and then he gets off the bike and i look and i turn left and it's then it's like you know things go in slow motion for you mm-hmm. that incident so many times that i see him getting off the bike and then i see him pulling like a big dagger and it's about 6 7 inches like like curved like that mm-hmm. like a swordish type i don't even know what type that is and he pulls it and you go slow motion looking like what what what's happening here yeah because this like does not compute at all <laughs> no it, you would never picture imagine it. and i was always very vibrant free always laughing i didn't know the politics of life and things and whatever whatever i would come to my heart i would honestly say and my mom and my parents used to say that the world doesn't operate like that you have to learn some to be more some discretion know, and discretion. yeah <laughs> don't just honestly go out and say things and i never understood that but there he is is going and i'm going and there it's like the first blow he goes if there was six the three in my shoulders and three towards my neck so he goes in and it's the first one you feel and you're like holy shit the breath yeah your breath <laughs> got got taken uh, and then there's that warm blood that starts to flow it was like a fountain that it started pouring and i was wearing like a turquoise sweaterish because it was not fully winter but winterish time and white skirt i was wearing and and it started you know warm blood you start feeling and then he pulled out and then he went again and then again and six times and you're just going in shock in severe shock as to what's going on and he goes you think so much of yourself you're not going to say yes to me you're not going to be saying yes to anyone else wow. and as of the words that went in my head and I just stood there and then they drove off and I didn't topple over weird thing was I didn't fall off and there's this guy standing on far watching all that and he I he was in shock too that what just happened here and he was outside this house but some survival instinct you know comes in that's when they say the uh, fight and flight syndrome I just looked at the guy I said my friend's house was literally like less than a minute away work where he did i said can you just drive me to that and some it's like god wanted to save me and he sent the angel he came and he said okay he drove my scooter took me to my friend's house and i my thing with her was i always did two bells so she knew it's me yeah and she is like what is she doing back again it's and that to at night time i don't come in that time you know we're not allowed yeah. to go out of the house or whatever and she opens the door and she goes again why are you here what is up with you you know what you we're going to get yelled at so she starts talking coming towards the gate while she's talking and she comes to the gate and she freezes the guy leaves the scooter in my mm-hmm. hand and leaves he doesn't want to get involved because it's going to be a police case and stuff so yeah. that guy leaves and she is standing there going like speechless like yeah what? it's like said, no, holy crap what do i do now yeah <laughs> yes she didn't know and i said 
I, I said, you know, Gagan, that guy, he just, I sort of, whatever I could explain, her dad's a homeopathic doctor, was. And she just called, yelled for her brother. He parked his god in, so her dad kept putting something on my wound so the blood wouldn't keep oozing out Spooning, like a fountain. Yeah. So they brought me in. They kept doing that, and they called my parents. And she goes, he, Kavita's hurt. And my parents are like, what do you mean? He goes, she couldn't explain. And then that look on my parents' face when they heard, like, you know, I'm the precious child, right? Like, yeah. <clears throat> and the fact that my dad, like, they live, like, he, that, like, you know, he would die for me. My mom would die for me, right? And, but that, but for me, the hurt was looking at their face, right? Like, mm-hmm looking at their expression that, you know, what just happened. And they went, obviously took me to the hospital and everything. And, you know, just trying to make sense of it. And that moment, it was more get things done, right? Just, just yeah, make sure exactly. that I stay just alive. Make the blood stop, fix her. <laughs> yes, fix her. And the, the doctor's like, what? So obviously it's a police case and they have to call and, my father's standing there trying to do everything. And the police is first questioned in India. This is, remember, it's all, uh, does she have a thing with the guy? Does she have any, what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, and obviously, and and I'm in the hospital, obviously all the relatives, wildfire, the news goes, one relative calls the other one. And they're like uh, running, did you know what happened to her? So it's more like a gossip. It's not like. Yes, like, it's not. Yeah. So much concern for you at this point. It's like there's this scandal in the family. Scandal is the exactly is the word where scandal. And I remember some incidents there, and one of my sister in laws, you know, and uh, she comes in obviously to see, and they're just looking at me like, okay, what's up with this one, right? And and I'm on my face value. I didn't even who knows. Who's taught how to handle this type of situation? And again, the practicality of the world try to keep something for a face value. People go by perception, not by the honesty of your heart. None of those concepts I ever understood. So I'm still keeping a brave front and laughing. And mm-hmm. she's leaving the hospital room, which is a small room, and I can hear her. She's at the door and she goes, look at her. She's one shameless thing. She's still laughing. Oh, that, <laughs> that's what and, she's and here you're trying to protect them by not looking yes. devastated <laughs> exactly like i have my neck to the thing and they're, they're they're just going and i just stay and i'm still smiling like this like staring at them but there's those tears rolling out of my eyes out of like so much embarrassment and pain that it, why would you say something like that, right? But anyway, other relatives, obviously, trying to be very practical, telling my dad, and uh, okay, let me tell you one way that just you give too much freedom to Kavita. There is a, there is, I love my daughters too. You know, they're all, they're going like that and giving advice to my father at this moment. Okay, yes, not that- instead of comforting him. 
They're like, you, you've raised your daughter all wrong. You're letting her run in the streets and go around getting educated after dark. Yes, yes. <laughs> doing things. And she's out there. We used to see her hanging out with this guy, with that guy. And we heard the guy, some of her classmates came over to your house. You're allowing boys in your house. What are you trying to be? Like, this is Indian culture. What is wrong with you? And my father shocked. And my father's the type who was always there for the family, went out of the way. And mm-hmm. he's going, instead of supporting me at this moment, you're giving me this life advice. Some of the relatives didn't even show up. They didn't want to deal. Mm-hmm. One of my dad's business partner, they came up into the police station and they're saying, oh, tell us the truth. Oh, we saw this girl with, with this guy a lot of times. So they called and the guy's side found a, MLA, um, a member of parliament. So they got more leverage than I did in India. And all that works is how much money and power you have. Mm. Obviously, they did beat the guy quite a bit. Like this is Indian police. They did beat him up and he screamed like a little girl that time. They well, said. good. Because <laughs> yeah. my, my dad was like, I, if he wasn't worried about raising us the family and taking care he says forget the police i would have butchered you with my own bare hands for doing that to my my daughter is my lifeline like he used to say that his life is 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 in me that is the seed of him is in me like the life that he lives through me and he says he would do that if he hadn't you know to take care of and support because he's going to go to jail. That's not going to help. And he wanted to do it. It's my mom who's like, don't, don't at this moment do anything else. But then they, they brought the, this, that evidence to say, look, she, she called him so many times. She used to talk to him. She did all that and everything. And I'm yeah. So it all becomes your fault. This is like really typical patriarchy kind of stuff. I mean, it happens in the U.S. too. It's like, well, she must have let him on as opposed to he was stalking the hell out of her. (laughs) Yeah, because this is what the is that that if the girl is uh, I don't know what's the right word to say, the good girl Mm -hmm. that, oh, she's into it. Then if a rape happens, it was the, the other person. But if this girl is, let's say, what is the word? I don't want to use like Slutch or something like she's she's she has a multiple boyfriends and she enjoys having relationships then some way somehow she called That's, it upon herself yeah it's, it's permission herself. for the men to act badly exactly yeah it's direct well her. and even even with the good girl right the good girl yes. because you were a good girl right and yes. what they'll do is then they look back and they rewrite your history yeah absolutely that that whole benefit of the doubt disappears. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's just finding some flaw in the character of a person either this way. If you're a good girl, then you didn't know whatever to protect yourself or something. And if you are not that, then you, you brought it upon yourself by acting like in a certain behavior. Yeah. So you, you knew that you were this. risking this, right? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. So it, it just, and then that age of 17, there's some people who are, I was always wise ahead of my age that I always wondered the concepts of life. Why are we here? You, you know, uh, 
okay, so I would ask my mom, so I, what happens? I grew up, I get this education. You want me to become a doctor, typical, you know, doctor engineer or something. Yeah, exactly. What happens? <laughs> then you get married. Okay. And then what happens? And then you make your life, you have kids. And I said, but mom, except the doctor part, cows and animals do the same thing, right? They, they, mm-hmm. they live their life, they eat, they do whatever, they procreate, they have kids. And so what's the, my mom goes, I don't know where you come up with these questions. But I said, what's <laughs> the point of it? Like, there's gotta be, there's gotta be something higher than just, it's, yeah, you, you grow up and you have kids and you die. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I said, you go through the cycle. And even by that time, I started feeling besides the trauma that it was getting too much. Like I said, the girls would just, you know, they, they were very clever, is the, if not the best use of word, that they would come up and say, and I would just innocently just believe everything. Because you always go by the perception of who you are. So if in my Yeah, and world, you think everybody else is like you. And exactly. so if you're honest and straightforward... <laughs> Everybody's like that. So if I am telling whatever homework I've done, and if I like someone, if I don't like, if I be, I would tell with the honesty because, and if they tell me something that's a secret or that's important to them, I'm not going to break their trust because I would not picture that happening. Right. Yeah, exactly. We're up on our first break already. (laughs) (laughs) And so I want to hear, how you begin to unravel this traumatic mess. I mean, you've got physical trauma, you've got social trauma, you've got emotional trauma. Um, So if you're out there listening to us, hang in through the break and we'll get the answer to all of those questions. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A dot com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. 
Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm here with the wonderful and amazing Kavita Talugia. And uh, before the break, she was sharing with us something that actually she'd shared with very few people up to this point, and that is the details of the attack that she suffered at 17. Um, now, when we left you before the break, you'd, you'd been in the hospital, the gossip mill was starting to churn, the legal process was starting to do its thing. How did this finally begin to play out? And did you manage to return to life as usual? <laughs> uh, I, I think I did not, I did not die physically but I definitely died mentally. Um, you know, uh, my astral body was years later, I've already moved step ahead. When my spiritual body, when I started my serious spiritual journey, that when I was able to look into my astral body, it was way more than outside my body. Yeah, it was, yeah. I saw it literally in my, through my third eye that it was out of my body and I had to, beginning process was to pull that back in. Bring it back, and exactly. Come, coming back to the 17 year old and everything with the, like I said, no knowledge of the practical, the uh, worldly knowledge of the world, trying to manage that, keep a brave front and go ah, whatever. While the Indian guys, especially certain community within it's, it's a Punjabi community and they can be very lethal with their words because they're from extremely patriarchal, patriarchal type mm -hmm. of uh, upbringing that they are just, they're very strong and hard and that's how they are. That's what makes them great warriors and they're very strong and powerful. But, but it doesn't like, make them good healing partners. <laughs> no, definitely not good healing partners. So they would not take a second to rip me apart to say that, oh, she's such a whore and it's Latin. These kind of very strong words. Oh, do you know? Oh, I'd be walking by and, and I would hear that. Oh, look with the, you know, nudging the each elbow, other. Oh, yeah. The, yes. The elbow thing that, oh, oh, she's the one who got stabbed. There. Oh, that's the one. Oh, what, like, what all did she do what, with the guy? What did she give? Like, that yeah. kind of very like you did something stuff. to deserve it. Yes. To deserve it. Right. So it was my friends, parents, uh, well, I can't blame them. I never blamed them even that time. They didn't want their daughters hanging up with me anymore. They didn't want, they said, no, you can't go. There were one of few of the parents who were like liberal enough and said, it's not this girl's fault. Go meet her, go check up on her. Rest I was. And I went back and, you know, changed the college from the main central college, which was the, you know, the cool and the happening or whatever is the word mm -hmm. for it. Switch to uh, outskirts, which was a very, where the rural girls from the rural sides used to come. And um, and where they didn't know you as well. No, very yes. well caught on. They did not know me as much. So it gave me an opportunity to get back to being, uh, you know, the debate and go back into my, you know, being the drama, the debate, the top three students and uh, became the student leader. It, in India, it's called the head girl of the college. It's like British, uh, we follow mm -hmm. the British. So I became the head girl again. And I used to write from the 
for the college magazine and i went into that but again at least it was not the city central people so i got a little bit of opportunity for people to uh, be more accepting because they didn't know my who i am right Obviously, to just see you for you instead of the big scandal that girl who got stabbed yeah. the scandal person obviously they, as soon as i would uh, uh very soon they did come to know but it took time but they at least gave me a chance first right that yeah. to be because i couldn't uh, uh hide myself because i didn't know my my aura my personality was always I didn't know those terms at that time but it was always so big and wide that I was always attract people like bees to me my mom used to say what are you honey like yes <laughs> well healers walk around with great big auras if if yeah. you look through your your um, higher senses at a healer mm-hmm. they have an aura that's like 30 feet across <laughs> and yes. when you walk out into a crowd with this big sticky healing aura people like to step into it it makes them feel better because a lot yeah. of times they leave their junk behind with you <laughs> oh my god absolutely true and i didn't know any of that at that time also right like uh, people would just keep coming to me like i am in college and the girl's my she's also she's my classmate but she's dealing with the fact that her mom never gives her the love the mom is obsessed with her sister and her sister's daughter that her that her cousin gets and i'll be healing her through the process without even knowing i'm giving her steps at the age of 16 17 somebody is going through that her some brother in law is trying to sexually assault her and they're coming to me like a therapist and i'm healing healing her through this stuff one of my friends got married early at 20 or something and because she moved to canada and her husband had a, a, a extramarital affair he only married to her to keep the parents happy and mm-hmm. she's coming from canada calling me to ask vita what am i supposed to do and at that age i am telling her like i've no, never no. been married <laughs> <laughs> but i'm still advising her and i knew somehow in that moment and she says you brought the life changing moment because she was being sacrificial at that time and going through that okay go ahead and be with your girlfriend and i said uh, her name i don't want to take her name and i said why are you allowing that he chose to get married it's not that he told you before the marriage this is a situation he didn't give you the option yeah no he and didn't let girl, you know that you could make a different choice <laughs> exactly and i said that girl is you are telling me uses him for this and this and i said step in into your power you are the wife either you say go this way or that way and but i'm telling her those things at that age and and then she got in her power and she says guess what i slapped my i'm like okay calm down oh oh idle back <laughs> don't end up in jail over this now exactly where <laughs> her marriage since then changed but i used to do that for years and then while i'm suffering and i'm never talking about the pain that i go through on daily basis where i'm being still called and i'm that person and that my dad would wake up in the middle of the night and i would see him then he would jump off and hear that there's someone at the door like he he kept the sword by the bed mm-hmm. and he's doing that and 
and i would get phone calls by random people to say hey you've been doing that want to come with me with the random guys and that Sweet kind of stuff Jesus. i would go there was there was guys who were outside my house yelling hey you slut why don't you come with me and my oh, parents oh my goodness i was dying uh, like how dying. Do, how do you move out of that through that i know eventually you got married because you talked about your father-in-law in the bio yes. so <laughs> how did that come about I got married very early like I was supposed to do I did my masters in India but uh, done and whatever my parents found a guy it was an arranged marriage and uh, just I lost my complete identity my strength my power I would be helping people that was something else but confidence everything was completely gone i was bottom, you know yeah. people turned into people pleaser you know all of the traits that you have low self esteem and low confidence mm-hmm. and i was like when i got married and my husband i mean he's a good looking guy and everything i made him god that i didn't think i was going ever going to get a decent guy to get married to someone like me and when he did that even though his family was is not like i was in every step way had more attributes you can say better qualities other thing they just really abused that part that i didn't have low i didn't have self confidence i'd be standing in the kitchen they'd all come over they'd be sitting and laughing and while i'm working alone nobody would bother to come up and say hey, kavita do you need some help and they'd be coming his sister used to live with me and she lived 10 years she never paid for a dime in the house she never helped in the house as to cook clean do her laundry my father in law would just sit there go around talking about i am this i am that he's a massive narcissist toxic person and anybody would say oh my god your daughter in law so nice and he's like oh yeah, yeah yeah that's the things in our house people it's never like thank you kavita for being a good but because i had no boundaries i had no self respect i lost all of that and i my husband's like don't do a job and my husband's also his mother had died of breast cancer and he, he was taking care so i took on to be the mother of the family both my kids born on the the day one on my the death uh, date of my daughter's born on the death date of my mother in law my son's born on the birthday of my mother in law my husband's like how come like my sister in laws have five kids one of them has five none of them born but somehow spiritually like she was connecting through me and then my husband's healing started through that process and stuff but uh, 20 years i've i've like all those years is just abuse and those guys walk in walk out they when they want to come over they would just call my husband and i would get informed not that this is my house kavita is it okay and yeah it's like no they're coming <laughs> in, in, exactly. be ready yeah be ready and they sit there and chit-chat and walk out and walk in and there's no sense of anything and the problem was that i would ask my husband that could you ask them but he was so uh, uh this uh, like you know because his aunt raised him and it's just my poor sister because she was the one my mother-in-law was expecting when breast cancer was detected so he mm. for him she's a little child so she can get away with whatever but she's only 2 3 years younger than me with the same age and yeah. his other sisters are older than me but i said why are you allowing this but i couldn't stand and it would lead to fights between us and then my marriage was really 
shitty in the sense that I was just, I was, my father-in-law has his own room. We've given him the best room in the house, his own TV. He would refuse. He would sit in the family room because it's his house. He runs mm, the show. I started shooting yes. myself in my room, pouring my drink, being myself, going out with my friends. We have a humongous circle on the face value. Everything is perfect. Dealing, drink, party, have fun come into my room, shut down, do my meditations, do my healing on my own, just dealing with all of that pain without even talking to How did you start to break loose of that pattern? What what happened that you went, oh, wait? Uh, First thing was I got Reiki, which was also an accident. I'm walking by. And I, it's like the spirit is calling me into that. We walk into it like somebody's pulling me into that. And we don't even know me and my mother. And I had gone back to India to visit. And this person's like, your daughter's aura is unbelievable. So he was, gave me level one. And within the next week, he gave me level three, which usually level it, they do after three years. He goes, she has the biggest aura I've ever seen somebody having. Then I used to listen to Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer. I would wake up five in the morning, do my own religious chants. And my mom said there is this teacher guru, Shivyoga, Shivanand of Dhuth. He teaches the same thing. I said, no, no, these Indian gurus, you know how they, I've heard some bad (laughs) stories, (laughs) you know, and all that. The the Indian gossip mill is (laughs) prodigious. Exactly. I'm not getting into that. And she goes, no, listen, when I listened and he said, taught Shiv Yoga is a science beyond science. The minute I attended, he came to Canada. And when I attended first of his Shivir, it's called his first sessions. It was week long. The minute I heard it was deja vu. It's I'm home. I'm like, mm. where were you? I was finding you. I, I ju- it's I, like, I knew I'm, I've been here. I, I know this all. And it's just like, and that's when, when I went into meditation is when I saw my astral body was still way out of my thing. But that's when my healing journey began in 2010 and where I started bringing it all back in and then realized that, you know, I have to heal myself and go through this and previous past traumas, the current traumas within the family was over the years that that it, I start to heal the yeah. relationship where with my husband and the family first was this and then previous lifetimes that that all that we bring in that karmic releases were happening yeah. the, the spiritual journey isn't <laughs> like what it seems you know <laughs> yeah no it and it's never straight I've I've noticed oh. this I no. one thing that I I guess I wanted to share Mm-hmm. For anyone out there who's going, oh my God, I've been through a tremendous trauma also, and I feel like I'm in pieces. Mm-hmm. So quick before we go to the break, um, I've noticed that it's very common for an intense trauma like that to shatter you on that etheric body level. There are people who walk around with like gaping holes in their auras. You said your astral body had gotten knocked way out of alignment. And yes. I'm, I'm a medium, and so sometimes I will get people who present themselves in spirit form who are like, I can't cross over as I am. And they're, they're like literally in, in pieces mm-hmm. when I look at them. And so we pull all of the pieces back together before they go across. So if you feel like you're having trouble pulling yourself back together after having had a large trauma like this, um, 
pay attention to that feeling because you're not wrong. Mm. And you can either pull yourself together or you can find a healer who can help pull you back together. So that's my words before we go to the break. Hang with us and we'll talk more about where she goes with Shibuya. <laughs> we'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520 261 6827. And let me know, how has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1 866 472 5795. Again, that's 1 866 472 5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Welcome back. Thanks for hanging with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am here with Kavita Taluja. And before break, we had talked about having been shattered, injured mm-hmm. on an etheric level as well as a physical level by this attack. Um, how, how did your healing process go? You said you started bringing your astral body back in, which is important. Mm-hmm. That, um, like you said, a very important point, like you mentioned, perfect, that some, another energy healer also said the same thing, that my etheric body had holes in it. Like it was leaking energy, the chi out of me. And that's why I was constantly exhausted and like I said in my marriage also I always felt that I was not a good wife because I sort of felt I never had felt jealousy in my life I didn't know what it meant but I started to feel at this level where I would be like looking at these women who are like let's do activities let's go shopping me and him are doing this we're doing this activity together this and my husband's like you walking in the mall and you're tired what's wrong with you Right. Mm. And I felt that. Yeah, that's supposed to be reinvigorating and relaxing. Right. (laughs) And it exhausts you just walking in the mall. Your legs get tired. What's wrong with you? And then then I would feel that he deserves a better wife than me. Like, what's 
like you know why am i constantly tired i was tired because my etheric body had massive holes in it so with the uh, shivyog the energy healing that i started learning that first was my own healing that i started to patch those holes create this strong energetic field around me protect my energy heal myself at level by level it's like uh, peeling layers of 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 yourself like onion that of all the trauma of all the pain and letting go resentment and building my inner power it's like mm. building a muscle it's like when you st- first start to work out and you are literally losing 300 pounds of whatever weight it's a, it's it's a journey that yeah. you go that you go in parallel that you're eating healthy at the same time you're working out so it's like i'm meditating letting go at the same time noticing what is it that need the, the the tools that i need to apply right mm-hmm. and uh, now when i start slowly i learned i had spent years this i, I attracted all narcissists around me like oh I, god I, yes <laughs> i've been there done that <laughs> don't recommend it <laughs> Oh my god do not recommend it all of my friends like i said my husband's uh, mother died of breast cancer my other best friend mother died of breast cancer another best friend father died he was sta- he was also uh, killed by someone someone uh, killed the next best friend her brother died in an accident father died so i had all higher level people who needed patients and one of my friend so narcissistic that she would talk from 9 to 3 and i would sit and listen to her stories how much energy i would give in and i used to waste all of that and then part of learning for me was that i'm still always going to be a healer a therapist but i don't need to give away my energy That's and right. secondly i need to create the shields around me and then invest in people who are invested in their self growth and journey this is mm-hmm. one of the biggest lessons for healers is that that there's some like that friend of mine is invested in her victim mentality and yes. i would give her solutions i would keep telling her do this write do journaling burn this do you know do this do act but she, she would never she was not ready to be helped <laughs> no she that was, just that was a big lesson for me too it's like you can only help the ones that are ready to be helped and <laughs> ready to be helped exactly invest your energy just like i would not go around giving here's my money you take it you don't even need it no 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 take my money no you wouldn't do that with money energy is also like that conserve it and and if there are toxic people in your life release the toxic people because they are just like energy vampires who are mm-hmm. sucking the energy out of you and 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 cashing in uh, those energy checks without your permission or or you yeah. no that i i love that description of the energy vampire because that's how i described my ex-husband my practice husband yeah. was definitely an energy vampire oh There's my god no doubt no doubt in my mind <laughs> because so, it's just, i don't know it's a lesson for us i guess empaths that we attract i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well it, it's part i think of learning discernment right mm-hmm. because building boundaries yes there a lot of these narcissistic people have a lot of potential they're very smart they've oh, got yes. a lot of talents um but they choose not to access the potential that's there within them and i think on the empath side of things we have this tendency to see all that wonderful p- 
potential sitting there mm. wasted and we don't want to see it wasted. It's, yes. it's not, and we have to learn. It's not for me to make sure that person's potential comes out. It's for that person. And if they're yeah. in the process of trying to make that come forward, I'm pleased to help. If they're wrapped up and invested in their victim mentality, that's a choice on their journey. And I mm -hmm. need to respect that choice as well. Absolutely. Because we are actually, if you, this is another lesson is that karmically, uh, the, one of the spiritual laws uh, is to not interfere in someone's karma. Because uh, when, when we do it, without their permission, we're sort of taking it upon us. And that's why they say, don't gossip. Don't judge mm -hmm. the other person. There's a law behind it. The minute you've done that, you've taken upon some of their karmic baggage upon to yourself. Yes, I, I had a, a counselor who actually called me a thief. She's like, you're a thief. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm an honest person. What's this thief stuff? She says, you stole their response ability. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Whole new perspective on that. <laughs> Absolutely, because they have to go through their journey to get to that point of learning. And it is for them to decide and take because free will has been given to us. We are That's given right. our lessons. We're given our truths. It is literally like lifelines we have on the side. These are the attributes. You have everything accessible to you. You can pick that up, but it has to be on your wishes. The yep. spiritual guides are always there with you, guiding like the riverbanks, but they cannot take the decision for you. Yes, it they can't take it away from you. Yep. That's where karma and dharma comes in. That what is the, the destiny that I've come with a certain thing, but I can change. I am the creator of my destiny. I realized that, yes, I brought something I did that brought upon these things upon myself. And that was based on the previous actions that I've taken. But now knowing that going my towards my future, I can completely change that based on that free will, the decisions that I take in this moment. So in the present moment, I am recreating my past in a way, changing my destiny, but at the same time, creating my future. Absolutely. So in this moment, multiple things I'm doing. <laughs> so how did you start to get into not just healing for yourself, but healing for others? Uh, so within the Civio community, we have millions of followers. So we have our forums and everything built in. So what I started to do was initially was just work within the um, uh, uh, within the foundation. So we would have the members and I was working with them, doing the healing, uh, using the modalities which have been taught by my guru and doing the energy healing. And I was doing a lot of it that way. And again, there was a healing that was needed on my part because I was still not at that point of showing up as myself because the last time I showed up as my authentic and I was carefree you, self. You got stabbed for your trouble yes <laughs> for, my, for being myself and being my uh, authentic self I, I, I died I almost yeah. died and so that fear I had to deal with to come out in the open because everybody would say that oh my god the 
the way you explain things is so amazing that it really helps us understand because it connects to the conscious mind at the same time my healer energy and what my intuition and gut is so strong that i was able to know exactly what type of healing this person needs so i would do that but they're like go out and make videos tell this people the way you explain it to me go out and do that and i'm like no i'm okay yeah, you, <laughs> you have to get past that fear of i'm going to die if i do this and i think yes. a lot of a lot of light workers a lot of healers carry that fear yours mm -hmm. is from this life which is easy to like connect the dots uh, but if we do past life regressions with healers who have this kind of anxiety you will always find that there were one or more lives where they got killed for being who they were Uh, you are absolutely yeah. correct you are absolutely and that's also part of my past life regression as well that i did die and i had the similar journey and if you don't break those lessons you're going to keep repeating because that lesson has to keep coming back yeah. and somewhere i feel that i was trying to make a contract with my soul i'm assuming that at that time that take my life again and go back towards that same karmic thing but i changed that within this lifetime so yeah. we we have to learn through that and that that's where back to my journey that then the healing that happened uh, when and it is a journey when it's supposed to happen when i felt that okay i've dealt with my fear i'm ready to come back out into the world out of my shell is when i started coming out and then i also added like i kept doing like so much modalities i, I think i must have read thousands of books by now the master classes <laughs> because i was always preparing no 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 let me be more ready let yeah i need more tools in my toolbox before in i tool yeah exactly uh -huh. like i was still doing my healing and everything is just coming out in the world and showing it and then i added to my toolbox called rapid transformational therapy by marissa pair which is like it literally came to me i'm watching another facebook video and it switched i'm like who is she what is this going on and she's <laughs> that, that's your spirit guides going pay attention to this <laughs> literally everything in my life i've noticed that they have pulled me towards it and said no listen to this and she's thinking oh you can be a therapist because again not to put down anyone not at all gratitude for the traditional forms of therapy but that question used to always come into my mind that you go and talk about something that happened to you over and over and over again how can that help in healing because the mind and the body does not know the concept of time when yes. you're constantly bringing the trauma the past back into the present and reliving it the mind thinks that you are this is happening to you right now in this moment so mm -hmm. it releases the the, uh, the chemicals from your body it goes back into fight and flight mode yeah. and releases a stress hormones and it makes you go through the process again so you relive that and that's yeah. how your hormones and uh, your body gets exhausted and shot Oh, so, absolutely. Now, there having been through a lot of traditional therapy and having used a certain amount of talk in my own healing practice, I will say there is one thing about talking mm -hmm. and sharing it um that is therapeutic. Okay. Yes. And that is your pain is witnessed. Yeah. Until Agreed. your pain is witnessed, it's very hard to release it and move beyond it. Mm -hmm. And so the secret is to talk about it in ways that don't 
dump you back into the emotional end of it. You have to yeah. recognize it. It's like when you're cleaning the pool, the, the leaves, the petals, the gunk that comes on the top has to come for you to sift through it. So yeah. you cannot fix it until you recognize it. So it's very, very important to recognize what it is that you're feeling and, and looking at it, but then doing uh, activities and tools to clean it up. You can't keep yes. staring and looking and talking at and that. And just going, oh, yeah. look, that gunk is still there. That gunk is exactly. still there. Exactly. <laughs> it's not going to get removed on its own. You have to take the action. And that's where the RTT helps us to go, you know, clean up all of Clean up the mess. Exactly. Yes. We're down to like that last 60 seconds. So I know you brought a gift for the visitors. Tell yes. us about it super quickly and then I'll tell them where to go get it. Yes, you can go to uh, my website and I'm going to do a regression scene uh, with you, a session, which means that take you to your subconscious mind to clean that gunk that is there so that we can remove the roots, pull it out of your fertile ground and then plant new seeds, new beliefs, because beliefs are the drivers to of your life. That's what yep. take you towards your new life. So that's what we're going to plant in there. And I'm going to help you do that. And they're going to see remarkable, unbelievable changes i can assure you that they will feel that you are going to feel when you go through that that session and the discoveries that happen are like oh my god eureka moment that yes. that's all that little thing was driving my entire life i know it's a stupid little stone in the bottom of your shoe it feels like yes. a boulder you take your shoe off and it's this little bitty thing what the heck <laughs> What the heck? Okay, so if you are interested in taking Kavita up on her regression offer, and I highly recommend that you do, uh, you need to go to SovereignSelf.media, and all of her information is there under the speaker gifts page. So you can take advantage of that offer. As you're filling out your form, make sure you throw the code Zofia in there uh, so she knows where you came from and you get treated appropriately. So it's been fantastic having you here with me, Kavita. And I'm honored that you were willing to share that very personal story. Oh, Zofia, thank you. Thank you so much for bringing me here that I can talk about this story of mine, which is, which it wasn't easy as I'm getting to <laughs> learning to talk that. And I, whatever I went, went through, that's why I'm on a mission to help others that I wish there's somebody out there who's going through this battle. And I'm like, I'm there for you. I'm going to make sure that you don't have to take 20 years or 10 years to get where I, it took me so long. It you can, can go much faster. Yes. 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 So please. Bless Best and, and, and I just want to help as many people as possible, millions out there that whoever's gone through this trauma, uh, any kind of pain, simple pain in life, just be, yes. want to be there for them. Absolutely. I, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us today. And thank you to all the listeners out there who've joined us. If you have someone you'd like to see on the show, if you have a topic you'd like to see discussed, if you just have feedback, I loved it, I hated it, whatever it is, uh, send a quick email to askzofia, A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A at transformationspace.co. And until next week, go out and live soul first.
Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 